Well, there's no better place to be in the college football world than Ames, Iowa, this weekend for College Game Day and Cyhawk, and we're about to talk with Chris Williams of Cyclone Fanatic about that. I'm Pete Mundo. We are Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. First things first, guys, thanks for downloading the radio show that we flip into a podcast. Appreciate that. And please leave us a rating, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail if you leave us a rating and review and send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. All right, Chris, thanks for joining us. Uh, just, Just give us some perspective. How big of a deal is this for the Iowa State fan base the university, the alumni network, the football program to have college game day on campus this week? Well, it's, it's huge because for a lot of reasons, but I mean, it just, I, I, the biggest thing for me, Pete, is this, the speed at which this happened. If you think back to even like three years ago, um, you know, the Cyhawk game, Iowa State got blown out. It was like 42 to three or whatever it was. And, I mean, something like this just seemed so insurmountable and so far away. Even the Alamo Bowl last year, like, I didn't think that Iowa State could get to that level of a bowl game that quickly. I mean, I I, I couldn't even imagine five years ago Iowa State um, being in a conversation to, you know, win eight games, let alone be a dark horse or a favorite by some people, I guess, to – playing the big 12 championship game so you know it to me like it the biggest thing for me is i've been around doing this for like 15 years now and i've seen a fan base that completely uh is just so loyal they turn out um if the team's good if the team's bad and they're so passionate and it's really deserving of the moment that's the biggest thing for me if i get a little bit sappy with you away from the football side i just iowa state fans are uh, one of a kind, and I'm sure that they're going to turn out on Saturday. And I, I'm just happy for them because it's been a really long. You know, this is a program that's had it's had bumps and it's had little. You know, every now and then they'll jump up and win six, seven games, but they've never really consistently been good ever throughout the course of the history of the program. And it's a very deserving group of people, and I, I'm very happy for the fans. Well, I mean, I just think back, and, and I'm sure, you know, you, you have memories of it very well, as, as many Iowa State fans do, and that's just thinking back to the Paul Rhodes era and saying, okay, to, to think that this team was going to be hosting a college game day, uh, you know, a couple of years after Rhodes was given the boot, it's just something you can't even really comprehend, Chris. You know, I mean, you can't really wrap no. your head around it. Well, five years ago was the year, and I felt like this was really the rock bottom uh-huh. of everything. It was when they lost to North Dakota State in the season opener. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's really not a ton of shame in losing to North Dakota State. A lot of really good programs have done that. However, what – I just remember, like, going into that season, there was actually a little bit of, you know, uh, hope that they would get this thing turned back around because the beginning of the Rose there was great. You know, they went to bowl games in three of the first four years, and then it started to fizzle out a little bit. And mm-hmm. you lose to North Dakota State like that. And I just – I remember that night 
it was an 11 a.m. kick, and I remember being in my house just thinking, like, this is rock bottom. Like, this is they, – they're not going to be able to turn this around. Um, he's a dead man walking. Rhodes is in this proverbial job. And the – you know, I just it, – it's weird because you're, you're as close to it as I am, and you're looking at it, and you just think, like, there's just no way. Yeah. And then Campbell's first year, you know, they they were 3-9, and nine. You know, it's not like there was this immediate bump. Now, if you paid close attention, there were young guys contributing and they were getting better as the year went on, but they were still three and nine. I just, (laughs) even then, you know, like the second year, do you remember going into that Oklahoma game that they won? They were 30-point underdogs. With a guy, a quarterback no one ever heard of. (laughs) Yeah, and I, I remember thinking before that game, man, if they get beat by 40, like, Park's gone. They're not going to, you know, nobody's going to have any faith in this regime either, and we're starting all over again. So, like, there's just been the the speed at which everything has happened is just, that's what's so crazy to me. And it's, game day will be blown away. This will be a lot like, you know, Washington State last year where they went there for the first time, and, and everybody was just so amazed by the crowd. Jamie Pollard has been dreaming of this day and his marketing staff for for years and to be honest with you i don't think they probably thought it would ever uh, they they probably did i didn't think anything like this was possible for oh, iowa yeah. state football because i had been beaten down for so many years and it's just really cool to see an entire culture just change right in front of your very eyes and not that long of a period of time hey guys pete mundo here and now that we're actually in the college football season it's here well, there's only one place to make those Big 12 bets, and that's mybookie.ag. I'm using them. I hope you will as well. It's the only place I'd recommend to my listeners. Use the promo code BIG12, that's one word, BIG12, at mybookie.ag for a 100% sign-up bonus with a minimum deposit of $45 and a maximum deposit of $1,000. And I guess I should point this out, BIG12 is BIG12. Don't spell out BIG12, just BIG12, one word. At mybookie, you bet, you win, and they pay. MyBookie lets you bet on which college coaches are going to get fired, who's going to make the playoff, who's going to win the Heisman Trophy, can OU do it again. You can bet on halftime lines, live odds, even the FBS versus the FCS games. It's all at MyBookie.ag, promo code BIG12, up to $1,000 in the first deposit, minimum deposit of $45. So MyBookie, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, and the promo code BIG12, that's one word, BIG12. MyBookie.ag, bet, win, get paid. Well, let me ask you, if if you look at the last couple of years, Chris, um, is there a game that, is it that Oklahoma game that is the moment for Matt Campbell and the turnaround of this program? That's the obvious choice. Or, I mean, do you go to, like, the West Virginia game last year when the season starts off kind of slow, but then they, you know, they beat Oklahoma State, and then I think they they beat West Virginia that following game, where it looked yeah. like, hey, was 2017 going to be just a shocker, and then 2018's back to quote unquote normal? Like, what is that for you? Well, the Oklahoma game is what made everybody a believer, yeah, no doubt. Um, but you know, it's funny you ask me this, Pete, because my colleague Brent Bloom and I we did a about an hour long podcast on this not that long ago. I think the game that changed everything was the game before that Oklahoma game when they played Texas. It was a Thursday night in Ames. Mm-hmm. ESPN was in town. Iowa State lost 17-7. to 7. 
But within that, um, drastic changes were made within the program. They debuted their uh, now pretty famous uh, three-man front that NFL teams are copying now. You know, Texas is taking from it. Like the, it's a you know the John Haycock three-man front, the dime package, mm-hmm. and that's really been the staple of this program. That was the first time we ever saw that. And the Jacob Park thing happened, and I felt like, and I and I have talked to Matt Campbell about this. That was his line in the sand game. That was the all right. If you're not doing it right on Monday through Friday, you're not playing on Saturday game. Mm-hmm. And they made vast uh, personnel changes that you could see on Saturdays, and some that you couldn't. And that was the line in the sand game, and that's why I think Oklahoma happened because. I remember Matt telling me that, you know, they put Jay, they put Joel Lanning back at quarterback, preparing for Oklahoma that game that week on it was like Tuesday, mm-hmm. and Matt said I've never seen an offense rally and like he's like everybody perked up because it was more about leadership, it was more about culture than it was talent, and that to me is what spurred the rest of that 2007 or 2018 season to take him to the Liberty Bowl to beat Memphis. And then that set up last year's Alamo Bowl run. And so, so to me, if they don't make that defensive change and if they don't make that giant culture change, nothing that we're seeing right now would have happened. So I take it back to a loss, which, you know, anything in life, you learn more from your mistakes and you learn more from your failures than you do successes. And that, that's where I would draw the parallel to this Iowa State football program. Yeah, absolutely. It's Chris Williams, Cyclone Fanatic, joining us here on HeartlandCollegeSports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. All right, uh, so Chris, let's take it to the present day. Uh, by week, of course, in week two, but the week one opener, uh, Northern Iowa, certainly not what anybody expected for a team that, as you pointed out earlier, a lot of us think um, can make a Big 12 championship game. As you've gone back and, and had some chance to digest that one, uh, where did things go the most wrong? <laughs> That's a great question, man. I, here's the deal. Like I'm, I'm still shocked that they needed three overtimes and it's, it's really concerning going into Saturday. I'd be a liar if I told you it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. The thing is though, I've watched the game three times now and Iowa state really dominated the football game. They like doubled them up in yards per play. I mean, Northern Iowa rushed for like a yard per carry, Iowa State just didn't execute. Like that, that game could have easily been seventeen to nothing in the first or second quarter. But Iowa State would have a dumb penalty or here, they would have a, you know, a stupid play here, and it, it just that that leaves a little bit of hope for me because I know the defense is going to be elite. It'll be a top ten to fifteen defense in the country this year. There's no doubt in my mind about that. I'm just, it's like with the offense, right? You just. I'm just a little bit, I, I need to see more without Hakeem Butler. The David Montgomery piece isn't as big of a concern to me. I know he was great, but I think that they have capable running backs and that the offensive line actually run block pretty well against Northern Iowa. But, that, I mean, pass protection is a huge concern for me against that Iowa defensive line. Um, and, you know, part of me, too, I just, I just wondered, too, I, I don't think they were holding anything back in the Northern Iowa game, but I think that they thought, and this is how it should have been, had they, you know, properly executed it. I think they thought they could keep things pretty vanilla and just, you know, walk before you can run thing without those, with those, all these new guys on the offense. 
and they just, you know, they fumbled it here. They they had dumb penalties there. Everything added up, and you guys know, I mean, when you Northern Iowa is not a bad team, mm-hmm. and if you give them life, and if you leave them in the football game late into the third quarter, you're in for a dogfight, and there's nothing you can do at that point to get out of it. So I, I think it spiraled out of control, which is really dumb penalties, and that's pretty uncharacteristic of a Campbell team. So we'll see if they get it corrected for for the second game of the season. My guess is that they do, but I, I don't think that this is going to be an electric offense, and I think that's a misnomer with Iowa State. They really haven't ever been under Matt Campbell. They've won with defense and discipline and ball control. So, you know, that's that's the way they're going to have to win football games this year. They're not going to be out there scoring 50, 60 points a game like the old Bryles teams at Baylor. That's not how Iowa State's going to win. So, you know, if you're a fan listening and that's what your expectation is, I would, I would lower that right now. Matt Campbell's much more of a Kirk Ferentz football coach than he is what most Big 12 fans watch on every Saturday. Chris, let me let me ask you about this game in particular. I mean, you mentioned we were talking for the first few minutes about the you know emotional aspects of of what this moment means, what this weekend means, college game day, everything else. Um, no Iowa State fan would trade the past couple of years for anything. But uh, let's be honest, the one thing that Matt Campbell hasn't done is is beat Iowa, and that's something that even when Paul Rhodes was having some of those terrible years down the end of his tenure, he he picked off Iowa a couple of times as an underdog. This is not a Big 12 game, obviously, and the goal is to you know reach a Big 12 championship. So is this game being overblown from a standpoint of what it means for the program? Is it more of an emotional thing for the fan base than anything else? Like, What does this game mean to yeah. Iowa State in 2019? I, I still think it means a lot because they recruit against Iowa so much. And, you know, you know Brian Ferentz, the – Offensive coordinator at Iowa, Kirk Ferentz's son, has been very vocal about his <laughs> disdain for Iowa State. I mean, there there's no love. These two teams do not like each other. The programs don't. I think there's a lot of respect between Campbell and Kirk Ferentz. But I, I still think that it's a highly emotional game. The the Cyhawk deal has never been hotter um, between these two fan bases. You, the here, This is what's interesting, though. So for years, Iowa State would not do very well in the Big 12, but beat Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> but now uh, they're doing well in the Big 12, and they're having a really hard time with the Hawkeyes. And, but the reason is, in my opinion, Iowa State plays a lot more like Iowa than it used to. Ball control, um, they're, you know, they still spread it out a little bit, but it, this is not you know, what, we, what we've seen in the past. Uh, Campbell's just... He's like I just said. He's a lot more like Kirk Ferentz than he is Art Bryles or Mike Gundy. So when you try and out Iowa, Iowa, it's a little more difficult than you know back in the day. You would throw stuff at Iowa that they just didn't see on a weekly basis, and it was generally very new to them. Well, now you know you're playing a lot like these Big Ten teams. So what in essence you're doing it makes it much more difficult to beat your rival. However, you're better off long-term in the Big 12, and that's, that's how Iowa State has to play. They're never going to have the athletes of the Texas schools. They're, you know, they're just not. They've got to play this style of ball. It's what Campbell wanted to do when he came in. He's a Bill Snyder disciple. Uh, he wants to look like Kansas State did for all those years in the Big 12. So, but in essence, that makes it more difficult to, to beat your rival. But it's a big game. I mean, I, I don't care what. Uh, you're right. That the Big Twelve is more important, and I don't—I don't, I think everybody believes that. 
However, um, I, I can just about guarantee you this one's been circled for a while. I, Campbell wants to be – he wants to get this one. It's a very important football game. Uh, Chris Williams joining us, Cyclone Fanatic. All right, Chris, we'll, we'll end you on this. I mean, this game to me uh, comes down to how the Iowa State offensive line handles uh, that defensive line of Iowa. A.J. Appenza leads a very strong unit there. What do you think is going to be the make-or-break factor for this game on Saturday? Man, this is so, this is so like, not analyst of me, but, like, it's ball control, it's turnovers, it's, I think that I'd take the under. <laughs> I don't care what the number is. <laughs> yeah. I'd take the under. I think that the, the, you're going to have two stubborn coaches. For the first time maybe in Cyhawk history, Iowa State might be the more conservative team when it comes to play calling on Saturday, unless they unleash something that I don't suspect. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of that three tight end set that they kind of teased us with mm-hmm. against Northern Iowa. And I think that they have a lot of faith in those guys. So, I mean, I think that really the plan is be in the football game in the fourth quarter, be within striking distance, and execute when you have an opportunity. I would not be surprised at all. I think it was 13-6 last year. And I hope it's not because that, that was a really boring game. It was. But this could be a this, – this game has like 20-17 to 17 written all over it. Yeah. Or – and I, I don't – I, I, I don't. I don't really think I'm ready to make a prediction yet, but I do think it'll be really low scoring. And as you know, in those low possession type games, it's whoever. If you get into the red zone, you better punch it in the end zone. Mm-hmm. And that's what Iowa State did not do well against Northern Iowa, and that's what has me concerned because they just there was a lack of execution and really important parts of the football game. And Iowa's more experienced, I think that uh, offensively at least. But but I'll say this too. Iowa has not seen a defense anywhere close to what Iowa State will bring to Jack Trice Stadium on Saturday. And John Haycock is, I know I'm a homer, he's the best defensive coordinator in the country. The guy is a freaking genius. And, you know, Iowa State is used to seeing these mobile Big 12 quarterbacks that can get around. And Nate Stanley is not that guy. He's a pro prospect for a reason. He's got a great arm. I really like Stanley in that sense. But he is going to be a He's going to have to run some on Saturday, so it'll be. It's a fascinating matchup, a chess match, two really good coaching staffs. It's going to be an electric atmosphere, probably the best atmosphere at Jack Trice Stadium's ever seen. I absolutely can't wait. Chris Williams, Cyclone fanatic. Many of you follow him, know him. He does fantastic work. Chris, thanks so much for joining us on a very busy week. Really appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks, Pete. Appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk soon. He's Chris Williams, Cyclone Fanatic, joining us here on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. Thanks for checking out the show, guys. Please leave us a rating, review, subscribe. Helps us enormously continue to build this thing because of you, and in turn, I'll send you that free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail if you leave that rating and review and then send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks so much, guys. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll talk to you soon.